and welcome to The Blueprint Lifestyle Design Podcast. Unpacking and applying creative design principles to help you live your maximized life. And now, ready to help you design and build your ultimate awesome future, here's your host, Andrew Lord. Hello there, my friends, and welcome back to The Blueprint. Thank you so much for joining me here again today to unpack all the different elements of success. And I've got to tell you, I am feeling a little bit extra special today. Uh, Firstly, because you're here and you're giving up a small piece of your day to invest in your own personal growth. And I know that there's a lot of choices out there. So it really does mean a lot to me that you're tuning in. So thank you very much. But also, I'm feeling extra special because of the guest that we have on today. I'm really excited about it. Today's guest, I only met last week. And I say met in air quotes there because I... I, um, I met her. She didn't really meet me, right? Uh, I showed up to a special presentation by Kingdom Investors and the presenter there was Simone Leslie. And it was the subtitle uh, of the presentation that caught my eye straight away. She was a master neuro strategist. And I thought, this is going to be good. You know, I love listening to teachings on mindset and how this affects the actions that we take. And I've got to tell you, I was not disappointed. Like she really blew me away with how she could break down some really powerful concepts. And, you know, here on The Blueprint, we're not just about the elements of success, but how we can teach and scale that to help others live uh, happier, richer and more rewarding lives. And Simone was definitely able to do that. And so then I reached out to her and I said, why don't you come on and have a chat with us here on the podcast? And she said, yes. And I was so happy. I felt so blessed. All right. So let me introduce her. Simone is, like I said, she's been a master neurostrategist for the last 20 years. She's an author. She's written a book called It's Okay to Be Beautiful, Heavenly Whispers to a Broken Heart, which I haven't read yet, but it sounds amazing. She's a speaker. She's presented to both uh, live audiences and on national television to millions of people. She specializes in helping people with breakthrough and success in all sorts of different areas, you know, wealth creation, health, relationships, career, business. Uh, The blurb on her website reads, Simone achieves breakthrough by combining neuroscience, quantum physics, and emotional intelligence, clearing neurological blockages that cause self-sabotage and hold us back from achieving our desired results. And I think that sounds uh, amazing. Um, This isn't part of her bio, but I heard her present last week and she came across to me as just a really warm, kind and generous person who who wants to help other people. And, you know, that's backed up by some of the work that she's doing along with her husband, Dave. Uh, They've founded several orphanages, some early learning centers in different places around the world, including Cambodia, Zambia, Ethiopia and Kenya. And she uses profits from her book and her business to fund these and other social enterprise projects all around the world. So Simone, it really is an honor to have you here today. Welcome to The Blueprint. Thank you. It's a pleasure and honor to be here. All right. So I've got, you know, so many questions that I'd like to ask you, um, but I think it'd be good if we could just, you know, get to know a little bit more about you. What's your background? You know, what was your life like growing up? Um, I always say I had an interesting upbringing um, in sort of, I guess, to get to the point quickly. Um, I love my parents and uh, but my mum's still around. My, my father passed away a couple of, well, a few years ago now. But 
Uh, I realised in my early 20s that it wasn't normal to get drunk with your parents at the age of 12. Yeah, right. Yep. So um, I had a colourful background. Hmm. Um, and, yeah, I guess most of my childhood and teens, uh, even early 20s, um, I didn't believe that my parents loved me for various uh, reasons. So I kind of grew up thinking, okay, if, my, if your parents don't love you, then you mustn't be worthy of love, and um, which caused all sorts of downward spirals in my life to the point where by the time I was in my uh, late teens, early 20s, I, was, I had no self-worth, no self-esteem and was just completely suicidal. Hmm. So that's my background. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, so is that what led you into, you know, studying neuroprogramming and neuroscience? Like how did that start? Yeah, absolutely. So um, although I didn't, as I said, I didn't really have any self-worth or self-esteem. I didn't believe I was worthy of love and I didn't believe I was worthy of life. Um, they were my, what I later learned, my core identity neural programs, um, but although that's what I believed about myself, I desperately wanted to be loved and I desperately wanted to be successful in life. And so I had all these, you know, major goals and everything and um, was uh, fighting and, and striving to get those goals. Um, hence, you know, one of them was I was presenting on national television in my early 20s. Um, but I also, um, so it looked like I had this, I was so confident, whatever, it was just this big mask that I would wear, this mask mm. of confidence to be able to relate in the world. Um, but at night I'd cry myself to sleep because I was just so shattered on the inside, you know, just this broken little girl. And um, long story short, I attempted suicide one night and, you know, in the morning woke up and thought, oh, my gosh, you're so pathetic. You can't even get mm. that right. Like how hopeless are you? Anyway, I had to go to work, so I put my suit on to go to the studio and, um, you know, tried to suck it all up and keep it all in. And uh, But uh, in front of the elevator, I, I literally just collapsed. I couldn't, I couldn't pretend anymore. I couldn't keep it in anymore. It just, like, kind of just exploded out of me and I just started to have this meltdown. Hmm. And, um, and it was at that point where I, I was literally on my knees in my suit sobbing and I said, God, if you're real, you have to help me. I can't do this on my own anymore. I, I can't pretend. I can't pretend everything's okay. And um, from that point, I made two choices. The first one being I thought I would see if God would actually answer me or talk to me in some way. Yeah. So I would take myself off to nature and um, and sit there with a pen and paper and just go, okay, tell me something that I understand because nothing made sense anymore. Like I was just in this um, swamp of emotions and this kind of blender of emotions type thing. And so I'd sit in nature somewhere with a pen and paper and go, okay, tell me something I understand and I'd wait mm. and a bird would land on a branch or something like that and I'd go, okay, God, well, what does that mean? Yeah. And so from there, he would unfold these metaphors and he would teach me through nature how he saw me and how to see myself through his eyes, through the eyes of love and through the eyes of truth. And each little story, each little metaphor, he was just cleaning up some of the lies that had been programmed into my identity, into my neural programs. 
So that was pretty amazing, actually. He was just teaching me to accept myself as I was mm. um, to start with and then to love myself as I was. So I often say warts and all that, you mm. know, to love ourselves. And I had to love myself perfectly imperfect. So that was, that was probably the major key. But secondly, I wanted to find out what was wrong with me. Like, why was mm. I just such a nutcase? <laughs> so I did started to study. I did start to study the brain and um, neural programming. And, and that's where I found out what was actually right with me rather than searching. Although I started the search of what was wrong with me I found Mm. what was right with me and what made me unique and the combination of God um, or spirit and science you know God leading it all putting it together actually showed me where I was in this map and this swamp and also the map out of there like how neural programs work why we get into these downward spirals and um, you know the key to uh, the way out of there is understanding our our identity, understanding how to accept us, how to uh, how to love us in the midst of that swamp, and then start that journey out of there. So um, yeah, definitely, it wasn't you know straight out of school career path type thing. It was yeah. actually out of necessity, really trying to it was for my own emotional survival that I went down that path and. At the end of it, I thought, gosh, if this can help a real fruitcake like me, (laughs) surely, you know, it can help other people as well. And so that started the journey for me. So what was the time frame on that? So in terms of, you know, let's call it the meltdown in front of the elevator there to, um, you know, finding, you know, that time in nature, like how long did that go? And then the other season, which was the, you know, the study or or whatever it took to. Yeah, probably all up it was over a couple of years Mm. um i'm not that great with time because i'm what's called an in time person means i'm associated with time Mm. um so because i'm like in it i'm in the picture sometimes for me it's hard to get a good perspective of time um whereas my husband david he's a through time which means he's disassociated from time and he he actually can work time frames out really well but anyway um it, it would have been, yeah, 12, um, tw- minimum 12 months, but up to about two years that I would just, that I took to heal really, yeah. okay. um, both with God and learning about um, neural programming, et cetera. Yeah. Okay. And you, you talk about, you know, that pathway out of the swamp. Um, there was something that you shared on the, uh, the Kingdom Investors Uh, presentation that you did uh, the other week and I just think that that would be really valuable um, for my audience to hear you talked about you know you're you're going from A to B um, you've got train tracks laid from A to B but you want to go to C and you've heard these you know what things that you can do positive affirmations and all sorts of things that you can do to try and take you somewhere else Um, can you can you unpack that a little bit for us, that little bit of um, wisdom? Sure, I'd love to. So the way I describe um, what neural programs are is that they are like the train tracks that we run off in life. And those train tracks are laid. So just like if you took a train from station A and you were going to station B, let's say it's a long journey, there's no stops in between, it's just an express train from A to B. And you've bought your ticket, you've packed your bag, you're on the train, the train's moving. And halfway through that 
um, journey, you think, actually, I don't want to go to B. That's not where I want to end up. It's not the destination that I want for my life. I really want to go to C. And, um, and so you think, well, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to start uh, speaking positively about how I'm going to C. And you might even write out some positive affirmations and read them out. And you can talk to other people on the train how you're going to C. And you know, you could be really enthusiastic about going to see regardless of, you know, what other people think of you <laughs> or the way they look at you, you know, that you're crazy or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I often say, okay, no matter how much you do that, how much you sprout these positive affirmations and how concentrated you think positively about going to see, I ask, uh, is that train that you're on where the tracks are laid from A to B and, you know, there's, there's no other stop along the way. Is that train going to destination C, no or no? <laughs> and, of course, it's not a trick question. The answer is no because the tracks are laid from A to B. And yeah. um, I liken that to our neural programs that with our core identity neural programs, which is the deepest level of programming that we run off like train tracks, often no amount of positive affirmations and positive thinking is going to shift those train tracks. We actually have to address the core neural programs that are taking us on that journey and to that destination. We actually have to rip them up and relay them in a more positive um, pathway to mm. take us to the outcomes and the, and the destinations that we desire. But I also say that, hear me right, positive affirmations and po positive thinking definitely has its place. Like don't throw that stuff out because that, mm. that has, um, you know, a lot of positive impact in our life. But in, um, when, we, when we get to those core neural identity programs that are causing us to self-sabotage or block or limit um, the success or the God-given destiny on our lives, then we really need to address that at the root cause, not at the surface level. Mm. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, the ripping up of train tracks, it sounds like such a dramatic thing to happen. And it's such a, a deep rooted thing that's, that's in us. Um, I've just been through your seven day, um, uh -huh. program this week and you, you, um, it's been fantastic. Uh, I want to do it again next week, actually. Awesome. And it. um, but you sort of kind of indicate in that, that, that some of these changes can happen really, really quickly and you know, w with a bit more ease than what I imagine ripping up train tracks is, is like. Yeah, absolutely. I think, unfortunately, one of the um, common uh, misnomers that people believe is that change is long and arduous and it, it takes a lot of effort and a long time. And that actually is not, is not true. Um, mm. At least it doesn't have to be true, I should say, because there's a couple of ways that we can address our neural programs. One way is what I call top-down, so it's from consciousness to unconsciousness. So all our neural programs sit in our subconscious mind. Um, so you can address it from consciousness, which means like Dr. Caroline Leaf talks about, um, she explains it really well actually, and she has an incredible program herself. And She talks about how um, it, there's a 21-day cycle to begin uh, a new thought or a new um, process. But what actually happens is we have to repeat that cycle three times. 
So it can take a little bit of time for us to create a new neural pathway if we're dealing with it top-down or conscious mind into subconscious mind. However, if you address um, the neural program right at the root cause, which is going straight to the subconscious, so you find out um, the why of it, let's say, like, and I often, I just call it the lie, like what lies are we believing? Because we can mm. run off train tracks that are lies and then obviously they will hinder us or sabotage us in some way. So if we find the root cause of that lie and then we see it for the lie that it is and replace it with the truth, which mm. is really often just another perspective, yeah. it's like... Um, it's like the bubble just pops and, mm. it, and it's just gone or we see it at, for the smoke and mirrors that it is. Mm. And then it's, it's like it's instantly replaced with the truth. So that, that train track just gets ripped up and replaced just, you know, that yeah. fast, as fast as a revelation or as fast as a new perspective. Mm. So I see it all the time in the work that I do that people just shift from, mm. you know, one session or whatever that they thought, you know, I often have people go come to me and they go, oh, I could take a really long time. You know? And I'm like, well, we'll see. Yeah. You know, but often there's massive shift in just one session because they've seen a new perspective or they've had that revelation or, or they've replaced the lie with the truth. And, mm. and, um, and then they're just changed. Because I often say as well, once you have that transformation or that revelation, it's like the caterpillar turning into the butterfly. And I've never seen a butterfly turn back into a caterpillar. It's like once you have that revelation, it's done. Yeah. yeah. Which is pretty cool, I think. Yeah, it's amazing. That's good. Um, so this is a question that we ask everyone that comes here on the blueprint. You know, what does success mean for you? It's a That's big a, question. <laughs> it is a big question. It's a great question, though. Um, I, having faith, um, I think success is doing what you were created to do mm. um, to, and not only doing that, but to do it from a perspective of love, from a perspective of fulfillment and joy and, you know, all the fruits of the spirit to, mm. um, to enjoy the journey as well. Um, and interestingly, um, hopefully you're angling at this part as well, which came out of the, uh, the webinar the other day, but um to me, success or the foundation of success is self-love mm. because we need to, and this is what I personally experienced in my life, and it was just such a revelation and life-changing um, uh, moment for me that when I understood this. If we don't fully accept ourselves and love ourselves warts and all, perfectly imperfect, like right now, not when we've changed, not when we've achieved something, you know, not when we're perfect. It's like, no, right now in the midst of the mess to just love and accept ourselves. If we can't learn to do that, then we will subconsciously always reject the love and the success and the goodness of other people's circumstances and things around us because unconsciously we will consider ourselves unworthy to receive it so mm. even in the in the realms of faith we can know god loves us we can um you know we can know we can know that in our, in our head but if we don't actually love ourselves we'll never give ourselves permission to receive it so we'll know it but we won't 
feel it to yeah. the fullness or the extent of it. Mm. So to me, self-love is the beginning of success. Yeah. No, that's really cool. Um, I was just going to ask, what do you see as one of the uh, pieces of ourself that hold us back? So I've just been through um, th that seven-day program, as I mentioned, and and in day one, you, you have that process, you know, where you divide the piece of paper down the middle and on one side, the, the part that um, moves you forward and on the other side, there's the, the parts of you that are, that are holding you back. Um, sure. It, it, have you seen over the years, you know, common themes that begin to develop um, of of that part that holds people back? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's probably um, three uh, most common ones that I, I see a lot. One is um, uh, fear, one is anger, and one is um, sadness or depression or some form around that anyway. Mm. Um and these three things don't necessarily present in that way. They will present in all sorts of different disguises. Mm. Um, but ultimately, the, the key of that first lesson in that seven-day program is to, again, see the truth because often they will present um, in disguises and we have to actually find out the why because that whole process there is about the, the essence of that is every negative behavior has a positive intent. Mm. And so, for example, when a newborn baby cries, um, the newborn baby is not cry like, so we see the cry, we perceive the cry as let's say negative, mm. but that baby's not crying to annoy us or itself. It's that, that perceived negative behavior is actually trying to give it something positive. So it's trying to receive or trying to get something good, which could be, I, you know, it needs changing or it needs reassurance, hungry, you know, love, a myriad of things. It's trying to give itself something good, but through what we perceive as a negative behavior. And this is the way we're designed as human beings. We actually never lose that trait. It doesn't matter how old we are. We mm -hmm. could be, you know, 120. We're still every negative behavior we are doing is actually trying to give us something positive. So when we look at, let's say, depression, we perceive that as a negative behaviour, but we have to find what the truth is. That's what it's masquerading as. That's what it's dressed up as. But what is the real truth of that part? So often what depression or sadness will break down to is a it's trying to nurture, self-nurture. It's actually trying to give something self-love really mm. back to you. So... Um, for example, when you, if, if you think about if you've ever been sad or depressed or, you know, that sort of a state, what do we do? We generally disconnect from people. Mm. We make ourselves a priority and then we, we might eat some Tim Tams. We might have a cup of tea. We might have a glass of wine. We might binge on Netflix, but all that stuff is we're actually self-nurturing. We're actually mm. making us a priority and saying, you are priority over all these other responsibilities and people in your life. And, and it's like taking time out to recoup and sow mm. into ourselves. Yes, sometimes it seems like a you know negative way to do it or it can seem like a destructive way to do it. But, but the core of why is to actually give love to ourselves or validate or value ourselves. 
So what we do with that is we just find a more healthy way to do it once we know what it is that we need and we just change the pathway to that. Mm. So anger, yeah, anger often breaks down to protection. So if we find that we have these explosive outbursts or whatever, often that is either justice or protection that that breaks down to. Mm. Um, and, uh, and then fear can, can often be protection as well, like just be aware. Um, I mean, there's a whole other whole nother topic in that, but it's really um, alerting our attention to ways where we could be hurt and it's trying to protect. So whether we're running or whether we're fighting, whatever it is, often fear is a, is a form of protection as well. So we just need to find a, a more empowering pathway to get to that end result. Yeah. And, and for someone who is struggling with that, would you be able to, you know, offer some suggestions or is it kind of just go with that natural uh, inclination of the wine or the, and the Tim Tams? Or... <laughs> uh, well, as that, that process that you mentioned before is a pretty amazing process that, yeah, I can definitely take people through and it clears it up pretty quickly. I don't know. How did you find it? Did you find you got some breakthrough with that? Yeah, it was my favorite day out of all of them. And I felt like um, I wanted to go back to it each of the seven days. I was thinking, you know, there's a lot of a lot of content here in seven days. So, um, yeah, I was keen to share it with my wife as well. And, and um, yeah, I think we'll continue to unpack it. So I found it great, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for that. That's a pleasure. I think that's the, I try and design it that way as well. And I'm a bit of a why learner. So I will often try and explain the processes and the why and how it works and what it's doing neurologically um, Mm. to the listeners or the participants so that you can actually, you don't need me to do it. Once you learn how to do it, you can do it on anything. And that's the great thing about these tools. It's not just, you know, one thing, one tool fits one area it's like Mm. you can map that across just you know a whole myriad of things and you can keep you can keep using it so yeah yeah that's great um i just had a thought about uh something that brene brown says um she mentions that um spirituality is a piece that the wholehearted and how the wholehearted live it's a it's an aspect that uh the wholehearted all have in common um we've mentioned it a little bit on on the podcast already but what do you think it is about the magic of spirituality that uh, empowers what you do or or enables people to experience a more wholehearted or abundant lifestyle um that's a great question i think um we are there are three parts to us. There's um, mind, there's body, and there's spirit. And um, I often say, you know, whether you believe it or not, to me, spirituality is a little bit like gravity. You can say it's not there and you don't believe in it. But if you jump off, off a cliff, you'll find that it's there. Hmm. You know, it's, <laughs> you might not be able to see it. You might not be able to touch it, but, um, but it's definitely there. And, um, and, you know, I begin, as you probably remember, that seven-day program and most of my programs in the same way. I'm like, if you've tried to address a situation in your life without the spiritual side and if it hasn't worked for you, you know, then what have you got to lose by putting it in there? Mm. And whether it's the universe or how it, whatever language you put around that, that's fine. You know, for me, it's, it's God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, you know, Jesus. And, 
Um, but for other people, it might be something else and that's okay. I often just say, why don't you just try it on hmm. and, and see how it fits? I, and the little scenario I put around that is, you know, if you went into a clothes shop and, um, and the, the manager there says, oh, try this on, this is going to look amazing on you. And you look at it and you go, oh, my goodness, you know, I would not wear that in a pink fit type thing. <laughs> But they're really quite pushy and in the end you think, I'm just going to try it on to, you know, shut them up type thing. And then you try it on and you go, oh, my goodness, this looks amazing and you love it and you love it so much. Not only do you buy it, you walk out in it, you know. So I often say to people, just try it, you know, try this. If you don't like it, take it off at the Mm. end. But honestly, what have you got to lose by trying it on? You might just find that it's absolutely amazing. So, um yeah, definitely the spiritual side of things. I personally don't believe you can heal a lot of these um, core identity wounds or issues without mm. the spiritual side. It's like, you know, there's three parts to it and if you're only hitting two of them, there's there's one major one missing. It's a whole third that's not yeah. there. And I believe that the spiritual side really governs the whole, mm. all of them anyway. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, cool. All right, well... Thank you so much. I feel like we've just scratched the surface. Where can uh, listeners go to connect with you and, and find out more about what you do? Absolutely. Um, so I have, I have two websites, which is unusual, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the main website is uh, simonelesley.com and yep. that's S-I-M-O-N-E-L-E-S-L-I-E.com and there's a lot of information there. Um, that's where you can see all about the book and um, the coaching and mentoring that I do as well and, and some of the programs. So, yeah. And also on that you can get in touch with me um, via uh, email there, which is just simone at simonelesley.com. Yeah. And, um, and then the other um, online program that you were talking about, which is a seven-day online program addressing um, those Um, core identity neural programs to address any sabotage, any anxiety, any fear, any doubt, any stuff that's holding you back, basically. Um, That is simonelesleyonline.com. Cool. All right. I'll put those links in the show notes for people to, you know, click on and go and check those out. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. I really um, appreciate that. And uh, I think you're doing amazing work, not just in your, your business, but also around the world. And, um, yeah, look forward to staying connected with you in the future. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, Andrew. It's been a pleasure. Okay, bye for now. Thank you. Bye. And there you have it. Another wonderful interview. So many fantastic truths in that interview. I know this is a podcast I'm going to be listening to again and again. You know, so much to take away, so much content. And I've decided as I was going through editing this, I decided I need to put together, you know, a a key takeaways guide, you know, something that people can look at and not only listen to the episode, but use to take action. So I've pulled out five key themes and I've added some of my own coaching questions there as well to help unpack each of those different concepts. And so if you've enjoyed this episode, you know, make sure you download, download this guide and walk through the coaching to get the absolute most out of that episode. 
All right, so to do that, you need to go to blueprintlifeacademy.com.au forward slash Simone. That's blueprintlifeacademy.com.au forward slash Simone. Thank you so much for being here. I really hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did, and I look forward to catching you on the next one. Bye for now.